making move, Javante Davis. Living young, got room for patience. This a dope podcast. It ain't drugs when we move the bases. Houston, we got a problem. Taking off like the Rockets. This a three man weed coming at you with topics. Mr. the Henny with logic. Baby, showtime's back. You slow, catch up. You run a four now flat. It's imperative. Transitioning from changing the narrative. You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. Come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. We come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. What up? You know what it is. It's your boy, AJ, Mr. Red Cup, as always, here to bring you with another episode of the Three Man Weave Podcast. We got something really special for y'all because, as you know, NFL season is approaching. Training camps have started, so we got some fun that we about to have with y'all. It's episode 116, correct? Am I right, fellas? I think so, man. I think hey, look, it's one of them. It's one of them. So that's what we on episode 116. So as always, you know, I got my guys with me. Who who in the building? Well, you know, you got your guy, Cannon, your favorite guy, you know, representing Washington football team fan extraordinaire here to cut the cap. And that's a fact. So let's get to it. Cut the cap. Cut it. Hey. Cut it. Who, who else with me in the building? Shaky Wi-Fi ass hill, but he'll go here regardless, baby. Let's let's get it. <laughs> hey, we we got we got we got a, we got AOL version six point hill in the building. You know what I'm saying? We gonna get hill. Oh. Um, we gonna get him a hot spot for Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you, thank you, also, care about also. me. Hey, look. Also, we got we got we got some. Hill, can, matter of fact, where can they find us, hill? Can you hear me? Hopefully you can catch us on all major <laughs> podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. We on Twitch. We on TikTok, Three Man Weave underscore. Let's get it. Absolutely. So um, for all our Facebook listeners, um, we just posted on some of our social media. It's coming in the group, but we just want to let you know today this will be the last episode that we posted in the Facebook group. We're going to make it easier for all of our other supporters to find us as well. We're going to streamline everything and put the live videos on YouTube. So uh, we love all the interaction. We love all the, the comments and everything. But as you see, we've been having some issues with StreamYard where we can't really see who we talking to sometimes from StreamYard. And, you know, as you say, AJ, right on time, I don't really know who you are. <laughs> so, to, so to make that easier, we're going to be streaming specifically on YouTube so everybody can catch us on YouTube. Um, I'll send the link uh, to you guys after the show so that everyone can go subscribe to our YouTube. Make sure that, you know, you turn those notifications on. We will still be recording at the same time. Tuesdays, seven o'clock until Hill fucks up the schedule. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna keep it going as long as we can. But in that in order for you to be able to find us, we're gonna make sure we got everything on YouTube. Uh so we'll definitely appreciate that. And as always, the Facebook group ain't going nowhere. You'll still be able to come in there, kick it, you know, drop drop your drop your facts, drop your talk, talk your shit, and get some daily updates as well. Yes, sir. But let's go ahead and kick it hey, off. We right got now. a person. Oh, we, we got, got the verses tonight. 
Yeah, I'm on the clock, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannon on the clock. So I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to go ahead and get to some stuff. We definitely going to have a watch party after this for the verses. You got the locks versus Dipset. You know, the locks is my guys. You know, Styles P, Kid Sheik, Luke. But I got to go with Dipset just because, hey, it's, it's, it's different with verses, man. So, yeah. Um, we want to go ahead and bring our guests on because we got some special guests on here. We're about to do something yeah. real fun. Let's get it cracking, man. All right, man. So we doing, you know, we already got the Washington, you know, fan extraordinaire. Y'all know how Hillary is about his Cowboys. And so we're going to do this little, you know, NFC roundup. So it's only right that we bring in our guy Fog. The Fog, what's happening, baby? What's happening, Philadelphia Eagles fan? 2017 <laughs> Super Bowl champions Ooh, uh-huh. in the building. Yes, sir. Oh, and, and, and of course, we got our guy, Mr. Tom Scavetta. What's up, fellas? Uh, four-time Super Bowl oh. champion, New York football giants. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. The drive for five is well and alive heading into 2021. The drive for five with Danny Dimes. <laughs> Ooh, baby, that got a ring to it. Yeah, I got three of them things, too. I got Why, two. Yeah. That has got an interception attached to it, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey. So, I know usually we run a little. Oh, oh, never mind. Let, let's go. I think he'll still counting. I mean, they got that five. Oh, Out of that, or he froze. Yeah. You know? they, they, <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> they they, they bought a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they all count. Hey, they all count, though. I mean, <laughs> bought them. Hey. Paid for or not. Yeah, I guess so. You, you put it that way. Your owner tried. Your owner tried to. Your owner tried to. Uh, Albert Hainsworth. I mean, he that was not trying to. Uh, if that's what you call trying to, that was pathetic. You know, pimping is the oldest occupation on demand. So as they always say, you got to pay to play, and that's what it is. Um, Hill, you trying to get a start? Oh shit, we done. Hill, we done man. lost them already. Perfect, man. Just, just I like, feel like, just I like, feel like the Cowboys, I'm, I'm man. Bad luck here. Last time I was here, this happened. He just went into his uh, dial-up. Yeah, so you know, it's it's a little, it's it's, it's a little bit risky. But uh, before we get going, you know, follow, let them know where they can find you at. Hey, they could find me at Objectively Biased Sports on the Facebook page. You could find me at Instagram at underscore Fog, and you can also find me on Twitter at the Fog. Tom. Let them let the people know where they can find you at. So Review and Preview Sports is our brand. We host several different shows on that. Um, Review and Preview will be returning August 31st to our live stream shows. And I host a little Giants YouTube channel on the side called Big Blue Avenue. Mm-hmm. So that's been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us there, Review and Preview Sports and Big Blue Avenue, my side channel. Thank you, guys. Oh, 100%, man. We, we appreciate y'all joining us. We're going to have some fun today. And we're going to let y'all get some trash talk off, too, because, you know, it, what was the NFC East without some trash talk? Absolutely. <laughs> what is this? Girls gone wild? Lift the camera up. <laughs> I'm trying to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't even know I was on the screen. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Hill, um, start us off with, 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 with that question you had, man. The question that I had? Break the ice, break yeah. the ice, man. Yeah. Let's go ahead and welcome everybody oh, in here oh, real quick. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, 
I'm, I'm sure that everybody has their significant other, you know, and you have to watch some TV shows. But when your show don't, I mean, when your schedule don't align, like, and you can't watch the shows at the same time, how do y'all feel? Oh, listen. Y'all want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, you go first. Oh, okay. So listen, right? I watch my shows. And if I watch shows with my significant other, and it's the time that I'm supposed to watch it and they're not available, I just tell them, I'll rewatch it with you when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to watch it when I'm ready. You feel me? Some, if I'm feeling nice, I might wait, but I I ain't waiting for for a long time. I just hope y'all not. I, I hope Tom and and Fog y'all aren't as as you know heartless as Cannon because you know well and, and Andy says he wa- he and just Andy. watches that shit too. So <laughs> yeah, so so is, is that is that what we really do? You know, Fog, do you just go ahead and just watch it on your own? I'm divorced, so you could figure out the answer for that. <laughs> 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 well, so we, we, we know where the fog is on that one. Listen, listen the, I think the only show that I watched with my ex-wife uh, where we had to watch was Game of Thrones. And we watched it together. That was it. Everything else? Yeah. Listen, if you there, you there. If you in the room and you're not paying attention, that's not my problem. If yeah. you're working and I'm off, that's not my problem. That's a you problem. Yeah, someone might kill you if you watch Game of Thrones without them. It's yeah, that nah. Yeah, it gets that real. <laughs> Tom, I, about yeah, you, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need that uh, black wedding or red wedding occurring <laughs> in my house. And again, it wouldn't have mattered at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's interesting. My, I mean, my situation's a little different. We don't, we don't live together, but um, I, I just—that's a good thing. Like, if she, if she recommends that I watch something, then I'll watch it. Like, I started watching Manifest, which is pretty cool. So, like, it's not like a situation where, oh, I'm just gonna watch something without her, or this and that, listen, you know. But listen—that's that's where I'm at with. I don't, I don't watch much TV besides football. I'm consuming whether it's film or whatnot, but I will watch certain TV shows like Big Brother, Manifest, and, Listen, you know. Let me tell yeah. you about, uh, so I, I've completed the Manifest journey. And <laughs> I, I was on Manifest before it even got to Netflix, like when it, really? when it per- first premiered on regular TV, uh, me and my homeboy. And listen, I'm just going to say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I will say this for you. <laughs> It's all connected. <laughs> I do have one thing to say about that. I am from New York City, by the way. I live in Queens, so like mm-hmm. that, like the whole scenery is like not too far from my house. So yeah, it's kind of okay. really, really interesting. That's what got me more like invested into the show. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we'll talk when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk when you're done. So. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in here. Um, if your team finished last in the NFC East, please raise your hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fogg, we're going to start off with you, man. Um, it's been it's been a crazy offseason in the NFL. But, you know, what I want to talk about is kind of what you felt were the Eagles' weaknesses coming into the offseason and – 
what you believe you guys addressed in the draft as far as those weaknesses and also kind of thinking how you got stand, you know, going into camp and how do you feel about the upcoming season? Well, as far as weaknesses are concerned, um, the entire team was a weakness, defense, especially in the secondary. (laughs) You you think about it, the, the team had eight interceptions last season, eight interceptions on defense that ranked, I think, almost dead last. Uh, or bottom third defensively for uh, for teams to, uh, uh, from a statistical aspect. When you look at uh, their inability to create turnovers, when you look at their inability to get to the quarterback and pressure the quarterback, the, I think the Eagles were one of the uh, uh, bottom third teams in sacks last season, if I'm not mistaken. I'll pull it up right now. But uh, they they just they couldn't get to the quarterback. Um, actually, no, they were, they couldn't pressure the quarterback is what they were in the bottom third. They actually got sacks, uh, which was fantastic, but they didn't have depth. So you saw in the fourth quarter of a lot of Eagles games, they were gassed. Did they address it in the off season? Free agency wise? Yes. I like the depth that they got with Ryan Kerrigan. Um, I, I like that, uh, D Hill put me on. Uh, Milton Johnson. <laughs> I had no idea who the no, hell well, that yeah. guy was. Uh, so I, I went back and I looked at videotape and I'm like, oh, okay, he's a real raw talent. He's like a right. diet version of Jason Pierre Paul. Mm-hmm. So, but he's not going to have to start because he's got Hargrove and Fletcher Cox in front of him, which is a fantastic thing. So the Eagles got depth at, at their defense, uh, defensive line. The only thing that's concerning to me is that outside of Fletcher Cox, uh, Josh Sweat, and Brandon Graham, you had nobody else really contribute. Those two guys, those three guys, I should say, accounted for 40% of Philadelphia's sacks and tackles for losses. Their linebacking core was non-existent, and they didn't address that linebacking core. That's a big problem for me. Um, Howie Roseman's uh, free agency moves have been better with Ryan Kerrigan and Stevie Nelson than his entire draft. The draft sucks. Bottom line, draft sucks. It, it, it's just I, I, I can't. My head spun. I, I thought I thought I was sick to my stomach last year when they went Jalen Rager and then uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm like, I, maybe they just like guys with the name Jalen. I don't know, but. <laughs> But it, it just it got worse this year, and I wasn't I was not happy with the way they drafted this year at all, and just came out breaking news: Devonta Smith is out indefinitely. Yes. Why? Because the boys lighten the ass. That's the problem. When you come out weighing 166 pounds, you're the lightest wide receiver in NFL history to be drafted in the first round. Mm. And you're playing with the big boys now. And he, we didn't even put pads on yet. And he's out indefinitely. What's going to happen when you got pads on? So my big concerns offensively is going to be how they, how they work around Jalen Hurts, right? Offensively, you're going to have to tailor the offensive game plan towards him. And I was excited. I was ecstatic when uh, I think his name is Steve Stricken, the offensive coordinator from the Chargers, when he came over there. He was the guy that designed the game plan for Tyrod Taylor for the Chargers. He was the guy that made the adjustments and designed the game plan for Justin Herbert last year. And they didn't look bad. So I'm like, okay, if he's going to be calling the plays, cool. But then here comes Nick Sirianni, who never called a play 
comes out in a press conference and says, hey, yeah, I'm going to be a part of the play calling. Wait, what? Why? Who the fuck told you to pick up a playbook <laughs> and call plays? You had no business doing that. There was like we were fine until you decided to do that. So this is typical Philadelphia Eagles doing Philadelphia Eagles. How they work that playbook offensively, how they work Miles Sanders into it. Uh, if Devonta Smith comes back and he's okay, what you're going to do to get him off the line of scrimmage without being pressed, without having to uh, ha- having to deal with man coverage because remember in the nfl 50 49 percent of the time defenses will play a man press the other 51 percent they're playing zone so he's gonna have to deal with man press he'll be good in the zone as long as he's not getting pressed on the line of scrimmage so what are you going to do to get him a quick and free release jalen rager is dealing with an issue right now unfortunately he had a childhood friend pass away uh and they're saying he's not looking good so Forget that I said I don't like the dude. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. In my opinion, he's a a, a tool guy that you could utilize in, in the special teams game and uh, coming out of the slot on offense. But now he's dealing with something else that is creating a mental health issue for him. What other wide receiver we got? Travis Fulgram? Okay, he was an accidental success last year. Do we think he's going to be able to step in and be a solid number two on an offense that we have absolutely no idea what they're going to look like because we don't know what this coaching staff is going to put together? The only positive is the defense with Stevie Nelson because now we don't have to have Avanta Maddox playing the outside where he absolutely didn't belong and you can put his ass back in the slot where he belongs and we actually have two outside defenders uh, at the corner and uh, at the cornerback. We're also getting uh, Anthony Harris back. He was on COVID protocol last year, if you remember. So he's coming back as a safety from uh, Minnesota. Our secondary, our defensive front is going to be strong. Philadelphia's offense is a big question mark and my expectations for the Eagles worst case scenario they go three and 14 best case scenario they're seven and ten and shock the shit out of people oh wow I mean and I I don't feel like that's a far-off assessment because you know at the end of the day it's it's up and down up there in Philly um so you know optimistically you know it Things can go right, but I don't think they will in Philly just because of the division. I I, I don't think you guys got much better. Um, I know, you know, there was a tie for, quote, unquote, the second uh, best record in the division. But, Tom, I'm going to allow like, – I'm, I'm not going to put you in third place, but I'm going to let you go first just because we're going to see what happened with Hill Wi-Fi in a little bit. But <laughs> – you know, we we, we, we just going to see. But, but, Tom, man, let us know what you felt like were some some needs in the offseason and how you felt you guys addressed them in, in, in the you know draft and free agency and what you see going forward. So I think the Giants are in a very unique position. And as Ken and Hill and the Fog, I'm sure you guys all, all know, the Giants can't cover tight ends, right? It's been an issue since the early 2000s, and that's been the biggest problem. We don't have a coverage linebacker. And – you know, that's one issue we really didn't address. Again, um, as good as Tay Crowder was last year down the stretch, the Giants didn't really address that. But the biggest needs for the Giants were getting that number one playmaking wide receiver, getting a cornerback number two. And then you could argue some offensive line help as well, along with the edge rusher position, right? In free agency, we went out, 
Uh, Kevin Abrams and Dave Gettleman did a phenomenal job maneuvering the cap to backload some contracts to bring in Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph, along with, uh, why am I drawing a blank, Adoree Jackson, the cornerback from the Tennessee Titans, who mm, uh, I was kind of surprised by that, that the Giants were able to get him in. But kudos to Logan Ryan for doing some recruiting. And I think the reason why players wanted to come to the Giants this offseason, I mean, Joe Judge built a culture here in year one. This 6-10 and 10 team started 1-7. and seven. We were the bottom of the NFC East. And there was a time where we were in first place for about two weeks until the Washington football team scathed by us a little bit, who we happened to be twice. Um, but, yeah, I was very pleased with what the Giants did in free agency. We did lose Dalvin Tomlinson, who you're not going to re-sign a defensive tackle if he costs you 11 to $12 million. That's the most replaceable position in football, in my opinion, at least on the defensive side of the ball where they got Danny Shelton, who cost them $2 million, who, you know, is an average nose tackle. Uh, Giants this, Giants that, still the weakest. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's, that, that, that's true. Uh, the biggest concern of mine was we didn't replace Kevin Zeitler, right? We didn't replace him in the draft. You look at what the Giants did in the draft. They went Kadarius Tony round one after trading back, um, which they did gain some capital from, which I liked. They traded back to draft Aziz Ojalari in the second round, which filled the edge rusher need. So now you bolstered your receiving corpse with Galladay, Kadarius Tony, John Ross, and then tight end Kyle Rudolph. You got an edge rusher in Aziz Ojalari. Then you tapped another one in the fourth round with Ellerson Smith. In addition, you have Lorenzo Carter coming back from an injury, so you hope that works out. And then you signed Afadio Denibo from the Vikings, who was probably the most underrated signing on this team because he could in, he could uh, play the three tech in the four three or the four eye. Then he could play the five tech as well, which is where offensive tackles are going to be scrambling to try to identify him on the defensive side of the ball. And then in the third round, I'm trying to remember who we got. Oh, it was Aaron Robinson, who was more of a press man corner, who's going to compete with Darnay Holmes for the nickel corner, where. The Giants are transitioning under Patrick Graham to more of a press man defense. Last year, it was a lot of zone, and the Giants' defense was top 10 in the league with edge rushers like Carter Coughlin and Jabal Sheard. That's because the coverage was so darn good, right? You guys saw Darnay Holmes, James Bradbury, who, in my opinion, should be a top five to seven corner in this league. And then the biggest problem was the O-line, but I think the Giants did a phenomenal job in the offseason, and for the first time in five years, I feel that there's hope that the Giants could potentially come, come out of this thing in 2021. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I like that. I like that. And there were some things that you you all did that was, you know, pretty surprising. But I do want to ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, what are they saying about Kenny Galladay's hit? Because, you know, just kind of seeing some stuff from him early on in this offseason – he looked extremely slow, and I think that might be an issue with that hip. So how has he been looking in training camp? So he actually left practice today I, it, with the left leg injury. I think it was a hamstring injury. Now, that was the biggest concern with signing this guy. He only played five games last year for the Lions, but the year before, he went off. I'm pretty sure he had the most touchdown receptions in the league, so the, the potential is there. And I am concerned with him injury-wise because Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett made it clear that they want to take more deep shots down the field in 2021 and when you're throwing deep passes Kenny Galladay, oh, 
Kenny Galladay is <laughs> one of the biggest contested catch receivers in the National Football League. So I think having him is going to be huge. I don't know the extension of this injury, what it is. Hopefully he's not out for too long. Uh, that's why I was looking down on my phone as we were starting, uh, looking for updates on Kenny Galladay. They said he immediately went to the sideline today and then went with the trainers inside the team's facility for further evaluation. There's been no word from the team about Galladay's condition. Um, they may shed some light on when they think Galladay will be back on the field, given the importance of developing a relationship with Daniel Jones. So I think he'll be back. Um, I'm actually going to Fan Fest next week, so hopefully he's back by then. I'm, I'm just going to say this right here. If you have an injury-prone Kenny Galladay and John Ross is who you're hoping to, you know, create some deep, deep targets. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Hill, can, can you hear me? <laughs> we're reporting live channel five news. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to toss this one to Donald Hill. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here right now, bro. Uh, all right. So Donald, Donald, I am going to speak very quickly. Give me a breakdown of what your weaknesses were going into the offseason. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys 2021 draft? And what do you see happening in the season? Y'all know the weaknesses. I've been saying it every week. 21 off the plane, bro. 21 off yeah. the plane. That defense, one of the worst defense we've seen in our whole life. So, <laughs> you know, in our whole life, everybody, everybody was a weakness. The whole damn defense. Um, You know, in the draft, you spend nine out of your 11 picks on defense. So, you know, you, you spend the emphasis on getting this defense together. Your free agency um, acquisitions was for to get the defense together. You knew this was defense was a problem. Big dog Dak is back. We ain't got to worry about no issue. The ankle is fine. He's good. The big dog is back. The one that dominates this division is back. So we ain't got to worry about the offense. They know when he back, when he together, the offense is going to take off. This damn defense got to stop somebody. And that was the weakness. We all know the weakness. I mean, everybody got off. I mean, look, two of the best games Washington had was against who? Us. Offensively. Two, shit. Um, Daniel Jones couldn't do a damn thing all year <laughs> until, 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 when, until he played who? Come on now. I mean, Eagles were the Eagles. You know, they, mm. they, they couldn't do nothing. You know, Wentz or Hurts couldn't do anything. But that's the, <laughs> that's the testament to how trash they ass was. But I'm just saying. They tied the Bengals. Just, just to let you know. <laughs> but, like I said, the weaknesses have oh, been man. addressed. You bring in the Dan Quinn, somebody with a simpler scheme, somebody, something they can um, understand, something they can grasp easily. They can go, you know, faster, play faster, you know. Just bid, but don't damn break. You know, just do that. All I'm asking for is just to be average at defense because my offense is going to hold it down. Like I said, big dog Dak is back. We the only one that had to deal with multiple quarterbacks, unfortunately, in this division. Huh? What? what? I said unfortunately. What? Unfortunately. Oh. They, 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 they benched their quarterback. Oh, touche, touche. Well, both, but no, everybody, I'm, trying, I'm trying to understand what, what you're saying. You he's said, saying that, that, that they lost their my quarterback. quarterback. got hurt. Everybody else was just trash. Colt McCoy <laughs> beat the Seattle Seahawks on the road. Kyle Allen got hurt. And okay. Alex Smith. Your starter was, Day, was Dwayne Haskins. You got rid of him. He would have never been a starter if Kyle but hadn't got hurt. But Cal didn't get hurt. Go ahead, finish. He, go ahead, finish. He, he got hurt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Kyle got hurt after him. 
So you went off, you you started off with Dwayne Haskins. My big dog got hurt. Got hurt significantly. Andy Dalton got hurt and had COVID. Hey, y'all see Andy Dalton got a beard now? Who is this man? <laughs> but, you know, I, I th- you know. thought he was. <laughs> Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton got yeah. hurt and, and caught COVID. And then we had to go and start with a seven-round rookie. Like, come on now. We had four or five quarterbacks play, unfortunately. Like I said, the Eagles purposely benched their quarterback. Daniel Jones had a little, uh, had a little uh, hamstring, you know. Let me really, you know, weren't really that razzle dazzle. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Hill. What, what's the outlook you think you see for the Cowboys this season? The outlook. I mean, we should win the division. Like I said, big dog is back. When you had the best quarterback in the division, you should win the division. And what? And look, like my counterpart, Candy says, get me in the dance and cut the music on. That's all I'm looking for. All right, I respect it, Candy. We gonna oh, we, yeah. we so. You the division champs? Yes, sir. Ask, ask him, is he going to cut the cap first, though? Oh, I, I, I don't cap. Oh, okay. I'm oh. All facts. All right. We're we going to see. Cap, and that's a fact. Cannon, we going to you, you follow suit. Let us know what the what the weaknesses are, what y'all did, and how you see this season playing out for y'all. All right. So we had, I would say we had, Talent at quarterback last year, but we had bad quarterback health. We had Alex Smith on a gimpy leg. We had just a whole bad situation. We had a regime who didn't want Haskins, so just a bad situation at quarterback. So we had talent at quarterback, but I personally wanted a healthy person at quarterback. So that was my number one thing that I wanted to address. Number two that I wanted to address, that I've wanted to address for the last four or five years, um, but everybody just kept telling me, edge rusher, edge rusher, like edge rushers. And it's like, how many edge rushers can one team draft without hitting on them and continue to draft knowing that you have holes other places? So middle linebacker or outside linebacker has been my number one ass from the Washington football team for the last five years. Finally, we draft uh, a linebacker high. We draft Jamin Davis round one. We're in the 4-3 now as our base defense. Of course, a lot of NFL teams don't stand that base defense. But for years, we're in the 3-4. We, I never felt like we had the personnel for the 3-4. We played it anyway. Um, we had linebackers who could not be in space. Um, who couldn't rush the edge. So it was just like no man's land if you can't do either or. Um, but now we got, I think we got a good general in the middle. We got Bosick in the middle. We got uh, we got Hill's guy at, at coming in on the strong side. Um, well, Hulkin, um, who's a young guy that's on the up and rise. But he's solid. He does his job. Um, you know, and then we got Jamin Davis going to be playing the weak side linebacker, and I really like that because he's versatile. I feel like he can get out in coverage. He can shoot the gap. He can stop the run. So when you add that to a defense that was already clicking on the front end and the back end, now I think that we can click in the middle. I think we can be a complete defense. Um, you add in on in free agency, we added Will Jackson the third. To, to show up our secondary. Landon Collins is supposed to be healthy coming back. 
<laughs> Whether he's healthy or not, it doesn't matter because both of our safeties who started last year ranked in the top 15 and played football focus just by doing their job. Were they fantastic? Nope, but I just want players that's going to do their job. So I like that. So I'm confident. And Cameron Curl starting at the safety. And whether it's Landon Collins or Reeves or Everett, it doesn't even matter to me. I feel like everybody in the secondary is solid enough to do their job. Um, we also needed offensive line help. We brought in uh, Tyler from Carolina. Uh, what was his last name? Larson. We brought in him in free agency. Mm -hmm. We picked up Fitz, which is our healthy quarterback. Not the greatest quarterback in the world. Nope, but he is going to be healthy. And if you just look at Alex Smith last year, there was plenty of times where he could have done something, but just physically his body wouldn't allow him to do it. So now you have a quarterback who shouldn't be ill. And even if he gets hurt, you got Heineke who should be healthy, and you got Kyle Allen who should now be healthy. So either way, I feel like we have competent guys in the room who are going to be healthy at quarterback. Now you bring in uh, a complimentary wide receiver to go with Scary Terry uh, and Chris Samuels, who's out for COVID right now. Um, and by the way, there's a lot of players out for COVID on Washington. So that is messing up our chemistry in camp. But overall, I like what the regime did in the offseason through the draft. We also got other players like St. Juice. Um, and a few other drafted players that's, uh, that's eluding me right now. But I feel like we did solid in free agency. We addressed needs. We did solid in the draft. We addressed needs. Instead of just, you know, taking the highest guy on the board or doing what others think we should do, we did what was actually best for what this regime thinks that we have and what our goals are. We are the defending champs. Um, I know it's going to be tight. Um, the NFC East is always tight. Um, and it's crazy that I felt like we appeared to be trash last year, like to the to the world, but I felt like we all were just just like if we all just like like Hill's team had injury had injury to, to his big dog, he said. Fogg's team, they they were plagued by injury also and then just some some just some bad some bad coordinating. And, you know, so plagued by, by Philly being Philly, like you said. And just, but we all, if we all could have just tightened up a little bit, we all were competitive a lot of times when we play outside of the division. So it's like, I feel like the NFC East is going to be a tough division, but I feel like Washington could win it. Are we going to win it by a landslide? Do I believe that? No, but defense does win championships. So I feel like we do have the best defense coming back. I am afraid of what Dallas have on paper for their defense but they haven't played together yet so it's like they got to build that continuity and we know it takes time so hill before aj asked me his next question was that fact or cap you you went with the facts i ain't mad at you all right and i just want to give a shout out to sam cardona uh one of the hosts of I, the girls I, who talk sports um you know so make sure y'all check her out as well up, but go ahead go ahead hill what was you about to say I said, could you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, I, I, yeah, that you was fat. You, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't cap on that one. And shouts <laughs> out, shouts out to Sam. I, I like her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sam, Sam's good people. Great. We, I was, I was on the show with uh, Tom and the draft show with you all, and that was a, that was a good ass show. Good night, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just throw a, a a quick question out there to everyone. So out of all four teams. 
who had the dress best draft pick? One player. Who out of all your teams do you think had the best draft pick out of the entire division? I think the Cowboys. That's to me. Who? Parsons. What do you think? Hill? You, you don't seem too confident. No, no, no. Because I, I do. I do think that is true. But the fact that the defensive line that the Washington has makes me more. I think Jamie can be more impactful than mm-hmm. a Micah. So starting off. But that wasn't right. the question. It I know it wasn't the, the question. Fit. It's the I, best. I know, but I couldn't just cap on that one. I just yeah. couldn't. I'm just saying. It's going to look different. It is going to look different. Sam tossed Oziz Ojolari in there. Oh, I think she that might. That was a hell of a pick. I forgot about that. I, I, I think she yeah. might be a little bit biased, but I do like that pick. I did like <laughs> that pick, too. Fog didn't. Shouldn't uh, have been. But shouldn't have been there. I just want to piggyback on that quick. I do agree. I think Parsons was the best value pick at number 12 uh, for Dallas, especially they took the same player at 12. They would have at 10, but the Giants traded back from 42 to 50. They would have taken the same guy at either spot. There were talks about this guy going at number 11, and the reason why he fell so much was the whole thing with his knee about how that injury could be career-threatening. It hasn't been an issue since his redshirt year at Georgia. He, he was outstanding. He led the SEC in sacks and forced fumbles last mm-hmm. year. And this guy fell to 50 overall. Yeah. I mean, our, you basically could have swapped our first-round pick with our second-round pick, and every Giants fan would have been happy with it. Yeah. So that's just the way I feel. But I do think Parsons was the best pick out of the entire d- division. But one pick that went under the radar – was Aziz Ojolari at no, um, number that's 50. And I do like what Washington did with Deami Brown in the third round as well. That's another criminally mm-hmm. underrated draft pick. Absolutely. I think and with Deami, yeah, I like that because, like like you said, I think we, we talk about, you know, fits per se. You look at Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Deami Brown, yeah. almost all interchangeable pieces. You don't, you know, any anyone can, can come out in any three positions out on the field, so it can kind of, you know, mask a lot and, and, and disguise a lot on that on that offense. So that's definitely a good pick. We also grabbed Bates at tight end to go, you know, with, with Logan. So yeah, I'm sorry, Fog. You seem very quiet when it came to the draft picks. I sorry because there's nothing I can celebrate. I like Diami Brown. I, I think Jabril Cox is a very underrated pick. The fact that he dropped yeah. to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like you said, Hill, Micah Parsons, he he's going to get the brunt of the attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that Dallas front uh, front defensive line it is good, but it's mm. not good. Right, mm. I, I, I think the, I, I, so. I think the big thing, I think the big thing for them was losing. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Malik Collins. Uh, I really wish they wouldn't have uh, let him go when they decided to change their defense because he would actually fit perfectly in Dan Quinn's defense, rotating in and out at that D tackle position, and he could stuff up and, and be a good run stopper too. But I think Jabril Cox is somebody that's going to surprise the hell. Out of everybody, if you watched him play at LSU, dude's a beast. Mm-hmm. He is a beast. 
So, uh, again, I go piggybacking off of Tom, I agree. Micah Parsons was the best pick out of that entire draft, if, if you look at NFC dra- uh, draft picks. But I think a guy to watch out for is going to be Jabril Cox. You won't see Jabril Cox this season unless something drastically happens. I'm just being honest with you. You, know, you don't think you, so? I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you, I know so. Unless something drastically happens. He's, drastic he's, he's with it. Smith, Van Der Esch, Parsons. Yeah. Van Der Esch can't stay on the field. But then you, you, Smith is their best linebacker, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a little yeah. biased. And, but... I, and I tell him that. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Don't be respecting me. <laughs> that's not – is that is – now you can't – now you can't. But no, that's no. That's not what Madden, I said. But we was talking about it on Madden when you were saying he, you, you'd rather have LVE than him. I'm like, bro, he was insane. He was sideline to sideline. I can, yep. can't shake him, can't do nothing. That's impossible. They're going to have a problem because Sean Lee was able to pick up and, and stuff a lot of uh, a lot of plays on on the inside, and he was able to pick up uh, blockers coming in uh, against the run. They don't have that guy right now. That's going to be that pickup guy to let Parsons or Jalen uh, Jalen Smith run free, that's and that's going to be a big you. issue. Whoa, that's, what, that's also what led to Sean Lee being hurt all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that style might be dead. Like. It's, it's, well, they're going to want Van Der Rush to pick that up, I think. And I again, like Tom just said, can he stay on the field? You're going to see a rotation of uh, Van Der Rush, Jabril Cox, and Keanu Neal. To be quite frank, I wouldn't be shocked to see Dan Quinn throw Neal up there in uh, at a linebacker oh, no. position. Yeah, I definitely and, wouldn't be shocked to see that. So I know Jabril Cox is going to see the football field. Unfortunately, he's been practicing with the third team, brother. Um, you know. No, no, he'll see the football field on. Yeah, special I mean, teams. yeah, special on teams. Special teams. <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, we just know, we just know the politics. Jalen has to but, play. I mean, he's the money is money. Uh, LVE, you know, contract year, he's going to play. Injury. Michael, Michael Parsons going to play. Keanu Neal is is a pet cat for Dan Quinn. But he's going to play. Could put, I feel like, could put him into the second string, and then we're going to need becomes rotational. We're going to need multiple injuries for him to get in that game. That's what I'm saying. I want him to play because, like I said, he's already the best coverage linebacker that we have on the team already. So I want him to play. I'm just being honest with he. May, this may be a red shirt year um, for him. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Jabril Cox start in college as a safety? At least let him play third down. Um, he has like that hybrid body. He yeah. can yeah. play linebacker DB, which is very interchangeable. Which is why he I wasn't, he wasn't the one, though. Uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Um, White was the guy that played safety and uh, uh, linebacker for LSU. Devin White? Devin White? Yes, Devin White. He, he was the one that played linebacker and safety at LSU. Okay. Matter of fact, no. You know who I'm thinking of? Jacoby Stevenson. Jacoby mm-hmm. Stevenson. He did. Oh, he, yes. he, started, he started as a yeah. safety. Yeah, but you know, look at that. So see what Drew put up there. <laughs> see, but y'all talk. Y'all making sense. Y'all making sense. A lot of the things that the Cowboys do is a lot of politics is involved. Like Absolutely. I said, the money game is involved with Jalen Smith. I LBE. But when you say the best coverage guy to to me, I feel I gotta get him on the field some type of way, even see, if it's not a lot, just a few plays, just to see if he can have an impact. And if he does. Maybe a few more plays next week is all what I'm do, asking. What do I tell you all the time about it making too sense? Much sense. Yeah, you, sorry. You're making sense. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we have we have uh, like I say, it's a politic thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just they're just open with it. It's yeah. politics. Yeah. Follow the money. Follow the 
I say, it, I say yeah. it all the time. If in the NFL, follow the money, and you will see why people are playing in life. But follow the money. But we had we we have the luxury of having five preseason games. If he shines in preseason, there you can't go. deny you can't yeah. deny but so much. But I'm just saying, staying right now in training camp, he's practicing with the third team. He's it's not early. making any. He's not making any noise. It's early. Micah making noise though. I just, I, I won't and I do feel that. like that. I, about and, that. I think he's I think he's gonna be dangerous because not only can he play off ball, but I think they're gonna. Utilize him as a rusher as well, so they got him everywhere. Absolutely. He so a, he's an X factor. I mm-hmm. told it, him. You know, if if we all are going to be honest here and cut the cap, the next question that I have, I'm going to invert it. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cap and say who's the best quarterback in this division. I'm gonna say what team has the worst quarterback in this division. Oh, it's I'll go last. It's oh. It, it's it's a toss up between me and ain't Fall. no damn toss up. It, it's a toss up between me and Fall. Um, it ain't no damn toss up. Jalen Hurst is unproven. So, right now, it, it's definitely the Eagles, in my opinion. However, I think Cannon, you might disagree with this. I feel like Jones and Fitzpatrick are on a similar level playing field because Jones hasn't proven himself yet. Right now, I'd put Fitzpatrick a slight tier above Daniel Jones only because. Jones has and a I much higher. Jones, high, Jones slight, has a he has a much higher ceiling. I give right? Jones a slight above. Than you Fitz. think he's slightly above For, Fitz because of this? Because yeah, I don't think so. Because of his potential and that 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 you know Fitz is who he is, and so. Mm-hmm. But but I'm happy with Fitz because, like I said, my ax was I just wanted a healthy quarterback this year, so it's like I'll take that, and I like. And I, I like that Fitz is a gambler too. I feel like we we've been conservative for far too long in Washington, and we have the guys that can get downfield. So I say let it, let it rip. That's one thing that I that, that we threw picks anyway, being conservative. So it's like I'd rather throw mm-hmm. picks going yeah, for nope. gusto because guess what? It's like a punt. No more picks. <laughs> and worst I mean, case scenario, Heineke so is a but good. But your defense got to be good enough to get them if you want us to throw them. You feel me? Oh, yeah, that was a shot. That was a shot Fall. at me. Fall. <laughs> you know yeah, some more picks. You um, got to be able to catch some things too. Damn, it, it's like a three-way tie between Jones, Fitz, and uh, and mm-hmm. Hurts. To be honest with you, it's nah, this man. division. Hurts hasn't done anything, Fall. Well, no, I, what I'm saying, I get he hasn't done anything, but when you look at Fitzpatrick, he's sometimes Fitz magic. Other mm-hmm. times fits tragic. Yep. So you really don't have any consistency yeah. no. out of outside of his inconsistency. Yeah. And he's going into his what sixteenth season? Oh, bro. Like, yeah. they, like so <laughs> that's why there's, I got Daniel Jones. There, there's nothing there, they, they, there's nothing to positive to say about that other than he's still got a great football mind, but he just look, he's old. He Father Tom is undefeated. He mm-hmm. doesn't have the tools. And it's going to be really difficult for that coaching staff to set something up around him because he's got great talent around him. On paper, Washington's the best team in the league, uh, the league in the in the in NFC. NFC East. Yeah, on paper, you if you look at both <laughs> both sides of the ball, they they are the most balanced team in this division right now. Clearly, mm-hmm. hands down, Absolutely. the big question mark is the quarterback. Yeah, Daniel Jones. When you look at Daniel Jones. 
okay, he has had inconsistency from a quarterback, uh, from a uh, coaching staff aspect, the playbook aspect. So he went from uh, whatever Bob McAdoo to uh, now he's got Joe Judge. Um, he's getting Saquon Barkley back, but all all my criticisms of Daniel Jones coming out of uh, Duke have remained consistent. The guy thinks his arm is better than what it is, and he tries to fit the football through a Cheerio. He makes very uh, – he's very uh, bad with his decisions, the way he goes through his progressions. Um, he, he tries to uh, – he looks for the deep ball more than anything else. So there, there's a lot of inconsistencies there that are with him. And then you look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts – is still learning how to play the quarterback position. Mm, that, <laughs> He's not he a full that. quarterback yet. He's still learning how to play the position. Uh, so, like I said, it's it's. I, I want to say three way tie. If I had to take somebody, Hertz would have to be last in that division, just because. He's still learning, and what really sucks is Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were also still learning how to play the quarterback position when they got into the league, and they were further ahead of Jalen Hurts as natural quarterbacks than than Hurts is. So his progression and his growth is going to be a lot longer. And quite frankly, maybe, that could maybe be because we're in a win now league. Everybody wants to win now. You got three years, Hurts, and you you know. If you don't do it, you're going to be out the door. Hill, I saw you had some rebuttal. I mean, technically, it has to be Hurts. It has to be the worst quarterback in the mm-hmm. division because he has he has he proved the least. You know, right. fits his fits is who he is. But I'm not going to waste no opportunity to just Daniel John, Daniel Jones. He's terrible. He's so, trash. They so should have got rid of him. So Daniel you, Jones is terrible, terrible. Tom. So what you got? And he's, and he, and he's not bad at deep ball accuracy either. In fact, he is the seventh most accurate deep ball quarterback oh, in the NFL. The problem is we didn't take that many shots last year mm. because the offensive scheme sucked behind Jason Garrett. Mm. When we took deep shots, he Did he leave? the seventh most accurate quarterback, and his numbers improved the last eight weeks of the season. You take the lack of touchdown passes away, Jason Daniel Garrett, Jones man. improved in year ball. two compared to year one. He improved as a quarterback in year two. His progressions are still really bad. But to say his deep ball accuracy stinks, absolutely not. Oh, I didn't say not. that. Oh, no, I didn't no, say no, no. Cool. He's, he's, oh, I just think he put a, he got it. He just throw some dimes now. But Nobody said he, his deep he, ball accuracy He's inconsistent. I said he, he relies. He's, he wants to rely on the deep ball. That's his thing. He's not good at intermediate or short pass. At all. No, oh. he's not. But in the Giants' offensive scheme, that's what it was last yeah, year, right? Yeah. There was no – he's better at the deep ball than he is at the underneath But here's pattern. the thing. If you're going to want to sustain drives consistently, you're yeah. going to need Daniel Jones to get better at that. You're also going to need Saquon Barkley to actually run for and more Barkley. than 3.1 yards per carry uh, uh, on 19 carries and then break a 80-yarder for his 20th carry. You're He's right with that. To, there's no consistency in sustaining drives with that offense. And right now they've got a quarterback and a running back who are home run hitters. So Fogg and Hill, all right, if Hurts is going to be last, y'all are going Danny, Fitz, Dak? Yeah, that would be my order. Yeah. But it's Dak. And then it's like, then it's the rest of y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Fitz above Jones right now. 
Next year, that could change. I may put Jones above Fitz. Fitz will be 40 next year. Before my Wi-Fi go out, bro. Before my Wi-Fi go out. You just did all that capping, caping for Daniel Jones, and then you're going to rank Fitz over him? No, I said that before. Ask Cannon. I said that before. I did. He said it before. He said it before. But don't give me all this deep ball accuracy numbers that he got better at the second year and all I mean, that. And I, then you, cause, and cause then you, you still pick no, because you said it was terrible. So it's like Fitzpatrick ass. I wasn't terrible. saying it was excellent. Look, in was... Tom's defense, in yeah. Tom's defense, Josh Allen got better from year one to year two, happen. and he was right. a bottom third quarterback. quarterback in the league. He still sucked. Right, he's, and he's still and a young quarterback. It can, to, it can happen. But and, but yeah. back. Back to my point about Washington football team. Like one, I'm sorry. Ken. You can't you can't do a lot of things in a fell swoop. So like I I said multiple times on here, I just wanted a healthy quarterback this year. Plus I didn't like the free agency quarterbacks anyway. So it's like all right, let's play another year. We don't even know if Fitz is gonna play football next year. This is really gonna be our year to play free agency or draft a quarterback. Yeah. So I feel like you know. Fitz is our bridge guy, which I've you know I've always talked to Hill and AJ about my bridge quarterback philosophy. You Kirk know what Cousins I hate? Will be available next season. They never should have got rid of him. Like Who? I told Cannon. Who? Kirk Cousins. He'll be available next uh, season. And he can stay available next season. <laughs> <laughs> but Cannon, before my Wi-Fi goes out, I want to uh, test that logic because I hate it. The reason why I hate it because the same reason why I hate. It. I'm relying too much on my offense. I'm relying for my offense to be great. So my offense has to be great, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just hoping for a competent quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just say your defense don't show up. Then what? Y'all defense still gave up a, a lot of points last year. You know, let's be honest. Like, if you yeah. we pull up the box, we pull up that box score, y'all. It wasn't that y'all were just dominating games like the games I, was 10 I never three. said that we were dominating games, bro. And all I, we got to do is win games. A competent not, quarterback. You got it. Is going to have you in position to win games because it's going to be less turnovers, less of the defense having to do stuff. We had a game where the defense had to score for us to win. So it's how like, are y'all going to have less turnovers with Fitz Patrick, bro? And listen, Rex with Grossman the, made it line better. Fitz had, also, Fitzpatrick ain't had weapons like this ever. Probably he didn't. He had Brandon Marshall in the other um um. Quarterback listen, in the jet. I cannot think weapon. of his we name. Got, listen, we got a decent line for him. We got a decent running game, and we mm -hmm. got decent receivers for him. If we stay healthy, he should be able to just get rid of the rock, especially being competent. And and that's all I want this year. And like I said, he's a bridge quarterback, so I don't expect him to go out and win the Super Bowl. If he does, fantastic. But that's not what I'm expecting. So it's like. I don't I need. I just need him to be competent. Get us middle of the road so that we could draft our guy next year or get him in free agency. I don't. I don't need nothing spectacular from him. I'm just saying we've seen this before. We've seen a dominant defense or a good defense. You know, they were just. I'm just a quarterback away. We're just a quarterback away, and then all of a sudden they get a quarterback, say, and then the defense. The defense don't look the same. Just, I didn't say none of that, bro. I said that I just. You didn't say none of that. I just. I, so I, I just made all. So my response I, was just made up. Bro, what are you talking about? You just said, I I saw said a made up. quarterback, that's it. I never said we were quarterback away. Have I said that, fellas? Did I say the Redskins were quarterback away? 
So what is the competition? No, but they do? are a quarterback away. I mean, I mean, if you believe that, if you believe <laughs> I mean, I, that, I think that was the biggest get, issue. Because like, because like Hill said, hey, thank you, you, Tom. But thank, you get a, thank you, Paul. But you get a quarterback, and like Hill says, that don't mean your defense will still be the same defense. So it's like. I'm never gonna just say my team's one piece away because I know it's a whole working entity. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm never gonna just say a football team is one piece away. But I I know we were missing a competent quarterback and a quarterback who could physically do what his his brain wanted him to do last year, which Alex Smith could not do. Because I'm not saying that Alex Smith was not competent. He just could not physically do, especially avoiding the rush. It it was actually scary just to watch it. So I just wanna, that's I just what wanna, I've been saying. I ain't been saying that we one quarterback, a quarterback away or one player away at all because we're not. Before before we move on, I just want to address a question, uh, a comment, Jarvis. Just because Ken, uh, Kirk Cousins was a top ten passer by yards, don't mean nothing. Does it, it means absolutely nothing, nothing? Because how do they talk about Jameis Winston? No one ever mentions that Jameis Winston led the league with fifty one hundred yards. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't just because you just because you are a top 10 passer means absolutely nothing it just means you throw the ball a lot Kirk, because they threw the ball a lot Kirk, even when he threw the ball to dalvin cook he, he threw the ball folds a lot when it matters most and that's what a really a quarterback is going to be judged on ultimately so it's like all right you get us in the position we're in position to win this third it's third down in the fourth quarter with two minutes we need a conversion that's when Kirk cousins will throw his pick he will we're, have 400 yards that game. That's when he would throw his pick. So it's like, that's why I don't like Kirk Cousins. He always been a stat stuffer. Hill and I went to a game live where he just lit it up. This is back when he was nobody, but he's always been a stat stuffer. But it's like, can you win games? We was at, do you like that game? Yeah, we was. We went to yeah. a, a bunch of, we went to a, we, all of his starting year. We probably was at all of his games. But I was just saying that game is specifically you talked that the, the where he lit it up and won the game. You you like that? We was at that yeah, game. We definitely was there. And I think you know if we're gonna you know just talk about okay, let's let's just get off of this. So <laughs> yes, because I, I'm gonna get frustrated. We're we're at you know about 57 minutes. So each one of you all, I'm gonna you know ask record predictions. So fog. You've been the most disappointed the entire episode. So I'm just going to start with you, let you go ahead and get it out the way. What's the record prediction that you have for the Philadelphia Eagles? Go ahead Realistically, I, I think they're going to go 5-12. and 12. Okay. okay. All right. That, that's not bad. You know, I see it. Hill, what's what's the record prediction you have for the Cowboys? What, 10-7? 10-7? Ten and, ten and Oh, okay. Extra game. Yep, it's that it's that extra game. Fog, you look shocked. Because I think the Dallas's ceiling could be twelve games. I think twelve and five. Uh, if they're going to win the division, I think twelve and five is is what they're going to win. Uh, eleven and seven, uh, eleven and six, or twelve and five is what they sh- they'll win it with. That's what I wanted to say. I mean, but I wanted to be, I, you know, can it call me out, cap and all that. I'm not you know, calling you out. That's Drew. You know, I'm, 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 mis, I'm, mis, I'm misquoting people and all that. So I'm like, okay. No, you me, quoted them. Really I just want to say, you got really that out. quote, right? Just, the, I'm not <laughs> them. Reeling really, really it back. So, you know. All right. Well. This defense, like we say, we still don't know what my defense is going to do. Very, so. very true. Very true. Tom. Danny Dimes. Judge Joe Brown. And Jason Garrett. What, what are the Giants going to do? 
So Giants have a top 10 defense, and their offense should be hopefully middle of the pack this season. The Giants will be a 10-win football team this season. They're going to be 10-7. and seven. Uh, Their first three games, all very winnable games. I say they win two out of those three. Uh, like I said earlier, Washington should win this division again if all goes right, but history tells us that won't happen because there hasn't been a consecutive divisional winner in over a decade. So what's gotten better, the Giants' offense or the Cowboys' defense? I'm going to take the first part of that answer, Ooh, Giants 10-7. I, like I like how you word that. I like how you word that. Tom, but Tom. Washington is the favorite. I will say that. Tom, just make sure I can find you. You <laughs> ducking no smoke. I will live and die by that statement. You and Sam. You and Sam. <laughs> Cannon. So look, I, 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 you can go ahead and put Marcus Cannon Senior's comment up there because I one I believe in that ten and seven will win the division. Also, I don't think there will be a team in the NFC East that's above ten and seven. I think that will be the the highest that any team will have in there just because it's the NFC East. Like, it is hard no matter how good of a team you have, no matter how trash of a team the other teams in the NFC East feel. It is going to be difficult when the Cowboys play the Giants, when the Cowboys play the Eagles, when they play Washington football team, it's going to be difficult when Eagles play Washington football team, play the Giants, play the Cowboys. It's going to be different when Washington football team plays all three of these teams. And the same thing when the Giant does that, the Giants do that. So it's like, it's the toughest division in football. I know our record didn't say so last year, but yeah, that was an anomaly. Man. It was a COVID year. It was a pandemic. The you know NFC East is back. It's going to be a tough year. Regardless, I think we'll all do well outside division, but I think 10-7 wins it, and Washington will have 10-7. The NFC East been the NFC least for a hot minute. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, we played the, but, we played the Bucks but, the best last year. But, but, in our defense, three out of the four teams vastly improved on, on paper. Yeah, you still got to play the game. Still I just that's game. that's that's why I said on paper. Washington on Washington paper. for the last two decades has probably boasted some of the best teams in the NFC no, on paper. No, not no, some Whoa. of the worst teams. Hell, hell no. Hell. <laughs> Thank had, you. Had, had, had you said Dallas, I might have been. Thank worse. you. We have yeah. boasted some yeah. of the worst yeah. teams. Yeah. Only one team how in can the we, NFL. Let me ask, how can we have boasted some of the best teams? You you name our quarterbacks for that. You name me one elite quarterback that we <laughs> that we've suited up. No, not even elite. Just say competent. <laughs> I have one thing Maybe to say. One in the over last twenty years, years get him top. <laughs> over the past four decades, one team has won a ring in each of those four decades. Do you know who that team is? The Giants. Yeah. I already knew that. Come on, eighties, nineties, Yeah, still counts, right? And we haven't won a division title since. I mean, the Giants are consistently good. For, I'm not gonna hate on y'all. And look, Washington's the one team in the in the division that I don't like. Look, I, I despise all three teams. I'll be honest, but if there's one team that like, if they win the, the win Giants the division, team. oh, it's it's okay. Like, Washington's the one team that I won't, you know, get really mad over winning the division. So Tom, let me, I, Tom I can tell you. Getting so I just don't know. I mean, my pecking order is Eagles. Philly, yeah, Dallas, <laughs> and then Washington. 
So that's that was about that was about to lead me into my next question. What's the bigger rivalry, Philly and New York or Dallas Washington? Come on now. Yeah, come on with Dallas Washington is one of the greatest rivalries in sports. But hey, I, I'm asking. That's why we have two other people here. That's what I'm saying. You know, their rivalry is I mean, kind their of rivalry is no, great. No, I'm not taking no, nothing. Other. Their rivalry is great. I watched this I think, too. Uh, look, look, look. The, the the rivalry thing has got it's changed over the years. At one point, it was Philly and Dallas. Um, that was the the biggest rivalry, especially especially in the nineties. Um, it it's always Dallas has always had a rivalry with Washington coming out of out of the eighties into mm-hmm. the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all that had a rivalry with rivalry. The, the, <laughs> We we've all had a uh, a rivalry with the Giants at some point because the Giants have just accidentally popped up and been good every 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 couple of years they mm-hmm. show up and they want to play football and they're annoying. <laughs> Golly, I think I think for a fact that if you ask each individual, they're going to pick who they hate the most is going to be the Cowboys. Oh. No, no, because because Tom just said he hates Philly the most, and most you know times, my you know my you, you know have, my you have wife, to remember something Philly you know my Wi Fi was terrible, and, and, <laughs> and but and most Giants fans really hate Philly. I, I noticed that because Philly is mean, and that's another I, thing. So like a lot of people hate Cowboys because y'all are America's team, but people yeah. do hate Philly too because they're mean, bro. I'm never going back to a Philly game in Philly. I'm never well, going back. And their fans are too. just bad. Like Fog is one of the good ones. <laughs> this has nothing Listen, to do. Listen, with- I won't go to a Philly game in Philly. I don't <laughs> like them. I'm, yeah, I'm never going back. Like for for me, like I'm, and not not to digress, but all of the teams that I like are in the same division as Philly. Like Dallas doesn't have a baseball team that's in the same division as my team, right? And the same thing with basketball. The the same thing with hockey. And but Philly does. Mm. So that's what. Well, except for basketball, but that's why Philly is you know. Because I'm a big Mets fan too, so you know Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's a 90 mile ride down the turnpike. When I was like 13 years old, there were these Eagles fans driving down with their parents. Saw I had a Giants jersey on, and mm-hmm. we 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 were just like showing off each other like 20 miles down the turnpike. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. Like we kept pat- my grandparents were driving me too. It was really bad. <laughs> really bad. Oh wow, nice. So why didn't anybody pick up Daniel Jones out of, out of the fight today, um, Tom? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear what happened about that. I know. I think Logan Ryan leveled Evan Ingram, called him Butterfingers or something, and rightfully so. Yeah. I'm sure that's his favorite candy. Um, I'm sure, that's his favorite candy to eat. But um, <laughs> look, I'll be honest. With you, I didn't get to look much into it, but um, the offensive line came to his aid after apparently Nick Gates nasty Nick they like to call him he, he's always uh, backing up Jones and everything every time Jones goes down he's the first one there to pick him up and it should be yeah I mean they showed us Jones at the bottom of the pile but what they didn't show was after when Joe Judge made everyone run laps and yeah, how old are we after so but yeah it's these are professionals like running laps that's, hey, that's, that's a part that's of the game you Joe Looney just now. got signed and yeah. Saturday, and he's like, I'm running laps for the first time since Little League. Hey. Yeah, pretty much. Don't right. tackle quarterback in NFL practice. You won't be running laps. No, Why? Daniel Jones, move your ass out the way. Why are you that close anyway, Don't bro? Don't tackle the quarterback. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not see what happened. Of dollars, bro. It was reported he was on the bottom yeah, of the brawl. Like, the bottom. Like, how the hell y'all? 
Y'all fighting that hard that the damn quarterback is on the bottom. Like, bro, he probably yeah. tried to stop it. Because he's yeah, still probably what happens. He doesn't seem out. like the type that would, you know, go haywire into that. No, he wasn't. He wasn't involved at all. No, no, he <laughs> just tell, ended up at the that. bottom. It's like, how the hell did he end up at the bottom? Oh man! Can, can y'all can y'all tell my Wi-Fi got better when it's towards the end? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's been decent ever since you did your cowboy spill. Yeah, pretty much. I guess. I guess. As long as I got that on. Did the 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 correspondent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom. Channel Five got in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Channel Five, help a brother out. Hey, oh, once again, man. Tom, can you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah. Um, review and preview sports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there. Review and preview sports. We had an episode with you guys a few months back. Um, mm-hmm. Love to have you fog on sometimes, uh, sometime soon as well. And my Giants exclusive channel, Big Blue Avenue, just YouTube right now. Um, but if you want to go check that out, I try to put up videos a couple times a week. Just my general thoughts on the team, where we stand, kind of just putting out content there. And, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Shame. I'd be watching that like I scout for the team, too. That's crazy. People don't understand. Like, I follow the NFC East, like, heavy. Like, I – how can I talk talk with y'all if I don't understand y'all? Absolutely. And the fog, my man, Listen, the man with the voice. Let us know where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me at Objectively Biased Sports on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at, uh, on Instagram underscore the fog and on Twitter at the fog. I also do blogs at chopsportsmedia.com as well. Let's go. We appreciate you fellas for joining us. Once again, you guys know you're always welcome here at the Three Man Week podcast. We enjoyed you. Um, it's on wax. So everything that you said about those NFC teams and those predictions, we're gonna come find you. We're gonna come find you. We're gonna we, we, we gonna double check, you know, that everything was, you know, consistent and you guys was out here, you know, giving the only thing you're gonna double check on me is if I'm okay at the end of the season. <laughs> Hog, I'm, I'm sending you a dirty martini, my boy. You know, we you know, I'm, I'm with you. I know I know the pain. <laughs> but fellas we appreciate you man and we're gonna we're gonna see y'all again thank you for having Thanks, me guys all right yes sir and you all of you all of our supporters we thank y'all for joining us just know hey don't go nowhere we're gonna end the stream very briefly but we about to start it up in about two seconds we just want to cut this show just so we can have it and the shell don't kick our ass for having a three-hour podcast that yeah. she got to chop up but, so but look real real quick before before you cut it i just want to say the nfc east is all they really famous for a team going from least least to first every oh, time 100%. so I, I i wanted to get this out while fall was on here so i don't want to see him in all the on all the blogs Talking like on, on Sunday, like I told you so, if they start running off wins, you feel me? I'm going to play the tape back. That's the one thing about Fog, though. He is consistent. No, like, Fog is consistent. He, he consistent. But, like I said, we only known Fog with his team in trash. <laughs> that, that's correct. So, we don't know how he acts when they winning. So, yeah. you, you're right. We may have to pull the tape back out. Yeah, like, hey, look, you, you remember you said this? Yeah. And you know mm-hmm. famous for uh, at least the first, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So I see y'all in this chat, you know, uh, Big Cannon, Jarvis, you know, Rakia, Andy. 
Uh, Andy, Andy, you are you are a Loxar Dipset fan. I, I, I need to know, but we need all y'all to come. You know it. He rocking with Dipset. I know he is. I know he is. Dipset. So hey, we about to, we about to end the stream, but we not going nowhere. Link is coming right back to you in about two seconds. So don't go nowhere. All right. Respectfully. Bucket on low like Eric and Parrish Closed casket flow, all you niggas get dead it They don't give you one single rose while you can smell it So I pick from my own garden Wanna go out in my garden like Godfather Grandkids in a rock while I got over the block trauma So what you saying nigga, you gots to chill Thinking you the truth, really you not for real Back to back with it, the hardest shit of the year Remix EPMD, we back in business Ain't nobody fucking with us, come to your senses He's the second coming to guard, something to witness Piece of shit flying your head like Mike Pence's We in the trenches I'm mad, better yet I'm on the rampage My people can't even get minimum wage Fuck a stimulus Give me some interest Give me a loan Give me a home Give me that land you owe me so I can roam So when you trespass, blah, one in your dome Best wishes, go some lucky Tommy Ain't worried about nothing cause it's squad behind me EPMD, we back in business I visualize what it is, not what it isn't We at the mafia table next to the kitchen Eating Michelin star, counting a million Done. I let it go for the family meetings at Code at Miami Them wine bottles on Maggie extra large Sign up for my master class, Escobar Feet up in Met Stadium at my restaurant Tied in from AZ to Davies, you know my thoughts get crazy My teachers, they couldn't grade me I know some Haitians in Dade County Got choppers in Haiti She booked a flight to Columbia Made her body amazing Just to post it on Tumblr This said fuck up the summer shit I don't care what you coming with me And hit boy running shit Big gold rope chains, but they flooded now Pull up with the ghost like a haunted house she getting scary blood on my hands like Carrie Might walk through a cemetery to see where hip-hop is buried I said it was dead, but it faked his death like Machiavelli You see letters in red splatter, look like salsa spaghetti Yeah, ready? CPMD, we're back in business what? Living in cramped conditions, we'll give you ammunition Stock those shelves, I got those shelves like Taco Bell And I'm not gon' fail, I got no else like Christmas You don't wanna make the claws come out nah. Y'all should call yourself Santa Cause none of y'all are real, nah. not a single one Like what? Like a dollar bill yeah. It's like your bitch in the pellet court, she's on a pill Ooh. We got a bond and shield, never bail on me bail. Not even out of jail EPMD, <laughs> but me I got some chill <laughs> Just a lot of squirrel Lady, my paper's so crazy I just tossed the mill out the window With my mobile on the fucking freeway on the way here yeah. like off in his homies when they're pulling the sleigh Yeah, that's a lot of bucks flying when I'm making it rain, dear Green on me, but no weed, shorty, just these Darling, a pocket full of pills Summer Tylenol all threes, probably to a three, Molly So Summer E, which reminds me of rap summary Mommy, my theme saw me and Pete Always used to play that shit on repeat All day, so please call me Big Daddy Plus I got the cane and lean on me yeah. MCs, I'm eating you, B-I-T-C-H's like tortilla chips Me, I'm free of debt, G-I green is on Chia Pet This is the effects of my old neighborhood Misery index, poverty, it is Pico, CD, and PT TSD, I guess RIP out to DMX, these are we and Nipsey, ecstasy and Prince Marky DMF do my hit 50 via text, told him that I love him cause I don't even know when I'ma see him next, tomorrow could be a death, yeah, yeah and this shit ain't for the faint cause the brains of the train kill the danger to range and I drank all the day, pull a blank on the paper, then wait till the pace, fill a pace, fill a shame, for the strength of a pain, pull the drink, I just pray for the day when I'm able to say that I'm placed with the greats and my names, with the canes and the wanes and the jays and the drays and the yays and the drakes and the jade, the jade is cool jays and the rise and amazing and it's nice and praise to the gods and the shout to the golden age of Popping the name of the song is PMD, we back in business. I visualize what it is, not what it isn't. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Eating Michelin star, counting a million.